Welcome to How I Raised It, the podcast that goes behind the scenes with entrepreneurs who've raised capital. We uncover the tips, tricks, and techniques they use to get investors to write a check. Strap in and turn it up. Hi, welcome to another episode of How I Raised It, produced by Foundersuite.com. Today I have Rocky Collis coming to us from Los Angeles. Rocky's the CEO of Mustard. How's it going? It's going great. Excited to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Great, great, great. So um, let's just go straight to it. What is Mustard? Yeah, uh, in a sentence, we are democratizing elite performance coaching. So we've taken what we think is the best uh, athletic and sports coaching on earth. Um, really, that's coaching that comes from uh, these two individuals who I'll, I'll tell you more about. And we've developed technology to make that coaching uh, usable by any person on earth, uh, all age groups, and eventually all sports. Uh, really, the idea is that uh, a young athlete, and for now a, a baseball player, can take a video of themselves pitching um, or and eventually hitting and will get immediate um, automatic feedback personalized to them. So we start with the coaching from a, a guy named Tom House, who um, a lot of people have heard of, but I assume a lot of the listeners here may not have. But, but Tom is literally the most successful personal sports coach of all time. He's the only person to coach people in their actual mechanics uh, across multiple sports and to have coached Hall of Famers in multiple sports. So uh, Tom was a, was a major league pitcher himself. Uh, he ended up being a, a major league pitching coach. He was Nolan Ryan's pitching coach back in the day, which was kind of his original claim to fame. Well, Since Nolan, he's been the personal coach to probably a majority of major league baseball players, both pitchers and hitters in their specific mechanics. Uh, today, he trains 22 of the starting NFL quarterbacks. Uh, he's trained Hall of Fame golfers, and he's trained Hall of Fame tennis players. And, and the reason he's able to get across multiple sports is because of the rotational element of those sports. Really, he's teaching people how to rotate most efficiently. Interesting. And, he, and he's doing it um, from a very scientific method. So dating all the way back to Nolan, he has actually captured the data on how these athletes move and studied what makes them efficient and inefficient. And uh, in a nutshell, we'll, you know, we can talk more about this. Uh, what we've done as a company is taken Tom's data set, which has to be one of the mo most robust athletic data sets on earth. And we've turned it into an artificial intelligence system so that we don't need sensors anymore to figure out how a person is moving. We can do it all just from 2D video. It can be video taken through your phone. It can be a historical video. And the end result is that you essentially get the same coaching through your phone that you would get if you were Nolan Ryan or Drew Brees or Tom Brady and you went to see Tom House in person. And then uh, on top of that, we work with a, a coach, Jason Goldsmith, who we think is one of the top mental performance coaches on earth. And uh, typically he works with golfers. The last two uh, golfers he's worked with full time, both became number one in the world. So he got, got re uh, relatively renowned because of that. And we're working on getting his protocols into the hands of uh, everyday athletes as opposed to just the, the elite folks. Very interesting. Did you say his name is Tom House or Tom Houseman? House. 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 Got it. Interesting. Um, that's fascinating. And so you are, so for the user perspective, I'm recording myself pitching or throwing a football, right now pitching. 
I'm sending this to you. And then what am I getting back uh, as a result? And what's it cost me? All great questions. And I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back and tell you how it would normally work if you were to just use fancy technology, um, you know, which is out there, sensor systems or really expensive camera-based systems. Uh, you know, we can track every joint location over every frame of the video. And the output of that is like 10,000 lines of numbers and they're not labeled. And so you have to literally have a PhD to figure out what, what to do with it. Um, the big premise of our company, Tom has the PhD. He's been using it for 45 years. And so he's taken those 10,000 lines of numbers and figured out for pitchers, for hitters, for quarterbacks, here are the 10 lines we actually care about. Here are the moments in the mechanics that matter. So for us, what a, what a user gets back is a Tom House report card on their mechanics, which for pitching is 11 mechanical variables. Uh, and for each of those, there's a progress bar. There's also a pass fail. Mm -hmm. There's an overall efficiency score. And uh, the, the accumulation of all those things leads us to be able to recommend drills and exercises specific for that user. So you get a report card back. You also get a My Plan page that updates as you work with the app that recommends for you every day of the week, here are the uh, drills and exercises we recommend that you do today mm. for you personally to improve yourself. It's, uh, it's so wild how just taking a, oh, step back myself, how sports is being amplified or, or accelerated by technology. I'm thinking like, I have an app on my phone that I really honestly haven't even used, but it will, I can set it up to record me doing yoga and it will point out what I'm doing wrong, right? Yes, very similar, yes. Yeah, I've seen like ski boots, I, was, I think it was a Facebook ad, ski boots that will have sensors in them that will track what you're doing wrong, where you're pushing on your, you know, inside of your your heel where you should really be on the outside or whatever the, the error you're doing right. And you hear about how kids are meticulously studying you know youtube surfing videos of their heroes and like copying those and they're accelerating their surfing ability much faster than people used to <laughs> by yeah. like this frame by frame study of you know the best like it's kind of wild how um yeah how it's all well, fits together yeah so. well let me say something about that and it ties into answering the other part of your question which i forgot which is which was cost um you know, for, I mean, I, so I was a pitcher before I became a lawyer and entrepreneur. I just I played in college and then just low level minor leagues. Um, but it was something I, I gave my life to, you know, it was, it was everything I, I did when I was, when I was at it, it was a 24 seven thing. And what you see in athletics is that um, the tech that you're talking about that really accelerates performance. Um, this is no surprise. Typically it's only available to elite folks and um, either folks that have already kind of made it in athletics um, and have resources be either because they've made money or because they're a part of a team that, that has resources or at the younger levels they're you know, they just have family resources themselves to be able to access it. So you talked about um, getting videos from YouTube. It's a, that's a really important point for us. So I, I keep this book on the bookshelf behind me. It's Nolan Ryan's pitcher's Bible. And it's mm -hmm. written by Tom House. And mm -hmm. it's the actual book I used when I was a kid to, to learn how to pitch. Oh, wow. Um, and it was great. It's exactly what you're talking about. It actually, it's like the YouTube before there was YouTube. There's a little flip book in the top right corner uh -huh. that you see Nolan's mechanics frame by frame. And I used to study that and try to mimic Nolan's mechanics. And that was how I improved myself. The problem is 
those aren't personalized recommendations, right? I was trying to do something that I don't have the athletic ability to do. I'm not Nolan Ryan, not even close as it turns out. And so as I'm trying to do Nolan Ryan's leg kick, this is a real example. Uh-huh. I didn't have the athletic ability to do that properly. It would throw off my balance. Of course, I didn't learn that until five years after I, I wasn't able to play anymore because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't good enough. And, you know, the only difference we see today in coaching as compared to when I was a kid, and instead of basically now it's on YouTube instead of in a flip book, mm-hmm. but it's still not personalized. So yeah. really the mission of the mission of this company is to we, we say revolutionize the power of play. But we're trying to take that tech acceleration that's happened in sports and allow everybody to get the benefit of it. And we say power of play because really what we want to do is we want to allow more kids to have the opportunity to play sports longer in life and to get all the benefits that come from being part of a team. Uh, you know, into their teen years. Most kids are quitting at the age of 13 because that's the, that's the age where all of a sudden they can't compete because they haven't had any decent coaching. Yeah, interesting. And cost, I don't think we should. Got yeah, to that. I keep, I keep <laughs> so that's all to say, uh, right now everything's free. Uh, obviously, that's not the long-term plan, but there will always be a, a hefty free component to what we do. Mm-hmm. We want everybody to get some benefit from this uh, from this platform. We'll institute over time a freemium model where there's some premium content. Perhaps a lot of the mental performance content that I alluded to will be behind a paywall. It'll still be a relatively accessible paywall, so $8.99 a month uh, kind of thing. So, uh, you know, uh, comps we look at are like Strava mm-hmm. uh, is a nice comp for us that we've studied and learned a lot from the headspaces and comms of the world on the mental side. Uh, but essentially, you know, we're a B2C consumer freemium application very cool jumping around a little bit we just did a a podcast a couple days ago with uh religion of sports guys sure yeah they're they're taking an interesting approach at it too of really kind of understanding the the flow state and the the great you know well a little bit more on the mental side perhaps um but really getting understand like you know uh that what makes people great and, and picking it apart. Um, so anyway, you should talk to those guys. Happy to make an intro. If, if we, you're we have. I mean, so, so Gotham, uh, obviously, you know, Tom Brady is one of the partners in religion and sport and Tom Brady works very closely with Tom house. And then, uh, Gotham's father, Deepak, I mean, his, his teachings are very, very similar to, uh, what we do with athletes. And in fact, uh, Deepak has worked with, with Jason Goldsmith on some of the, so yeah there's a lot of synergies there for sure cool so how did you you had this idea you were a pitcher and how did you launch this and get you know kind of code (laughs) nolan ryan and tom house how did you get these guys involved how did you sort of put this company together maybe it's a really question yeah the simple answer is that i i didn't uh i i lucked into the whole thing i um minor league baseball and I was attorney at big law firms and um, at some point, you know, realized that wasn't what I wanted to, to do long term. And I really was into, I wanted to be the client of the law firm rather than the lawyer. And I, yeah. I really liked the, uh, wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, I was general counsel, outside general counsel to the Players Association for the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. And I love doing that work, um, work I, I was super passionate about. I got to know some of the players pretty well. 
and eventually um, a few of the players decided to launch a company and they asked me to, to co-found that with them and to, and to help get it going, yeah. uh, which I did. And that company was uh, Re-Inc, um, which is uh, backed by Kleiner Perkins. And, um, and we launched a couple years ago and it's been a great ride. Re- um, Re-Inc? Re-Inc, yeah. Oh, okay. Re-Inc. Um, and uh, as I was doing that, um, I got to know Tom House because he was training my younger brother, who was a professional quarterback for several years. I mean, so I never met Tom growing up. I didn't know him at all. He was just this legend to me that I, you know, would have loved to meet. I used to then, because of that, go and watch my brother train with him. Uh, I'd go like on the way, on the morning, in the morning, on the way to the law office. Tom would do these chalk talks in the morning, and there'd be all these famous athletes there. And so it was a cool thing to sit in on, but I also just felt like listening to Tom talk in the morning, it helped me get focused for the day. It was just, oh. He just has this lovely way about him of setting the tone for the day. So eventually Tom came to me because he um, knew what I had done with Reink and knew that I was kind of living in entrepreneurial VC world. And he said, look, the way I work with the Tom Brady's and Drew Brees of the world, it's automated. Uh, we put them through a series of exercises. We put them in these motion sensors for the mechanics and, uh, and the recommendations for them come out of the computer. So isn't there a way to put that in, in an iPhone now mm. and give it to kids everywhere? Um, so for a year, it was just me as a friendly advisor making introductions for him, seeing if we could get that going. And then uh, after the, uh, the World Cup in France, um, as the players came back and Reink started, you know, we were able to hire people. Um, it became, you know, had a little bit more time freed up, and we started really raising capital for uh, what's now Mustard. At the time, didn't have a name, uh, and uh, and we're able to get it going that way. But it, but all the credit for the idea and the wrangling of kind of the force multiplier people that we got in early uh, was was Tom. Did he pull in Nolan Ryan too? Is that yeah. Yeah, eventually. So, I mean, Nolan wasn't um, uh, wasn't one of the very first people, but definitely uh, Nolan and, 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 and Reed Ryan and then even um, Reed's son, Jackson, they're all very involved in, in the company. Um, and uh, they started with us probably in the spring. Cool. Uh, yeah. And definitely it's because of the relationship, initially because of the relationship with Tom that we're able to get serious meetings with folks like that. And same for same for Drew Brees, who's an investor and advisor as well. Yeah. So great segue. Let's talk about raising money for this. So how much have you guys raised and uh, how many rounds? I think just one, right? Or Just one round. Yeah. So we're, we're still, uh, we're still babies, but, um, but we're, we're hustling and um, we've, uh, we're, we're, we're just shy of 2 million in the one round. We're officially closing it now. We kind of announced it and then let a couple more, um, you know, supreme value add people in that were that were still kind of hanging around the hoop um so we'll, we'll close it just shy of two uh it's all it's all in a safe so no no valuation uh, or anything like that so talk about putting this round together i saw some of the names you mentioned like drew Brees, nolan ryan um david novak is that the the yum yum yeah okay yeah david yeah I mean, look, we, we put a list together of the people that we thought would be the best possible investors for us, the best possible advisors. Um, again, to give credit where credit's due, this is a lot due to 
my mentor and, and kind of personal advisor, um, who's a part of our company, Steve Nelson. Uh, he, he was the other uh, non-player uh, co-founder and uh, other male non-player co-founder in, in Reing, and um, but really is kind of advising me in everything. He was um, co-founder and launch CEO of, of Carbon 3D, which is the largest 3D printing company now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so he, you know, I, I try to learn everything I can from him, and he's always on. Uh, you know, let's make a list of who the who's the best of the best, and then figure out how to how to talk to them. Um, and so that's what we did, and um, and some of it came from the people we were making phone calls to in the very early days, just to figure out whether this technology was even possible. Um, they were a couple of the really primary initial investors and we figured they were the most important because they knew the space. And so um, principally that was uh, Jacob Mullins at Shasta Ventures, who I think was the very first investor, if not first, second. Um, But Jacob was definitely my first phone call um, when we were working on this. And so he was an advisor and and kind of thought partner well before he was an investor. what, what so, attracted you to yeah. him? Was he doing sports deals or uh, how did you identify him? He has done a lot of work in sports. And so I met him because of that, but he's actually an expert and, and Shasta has a, a sub fund that's, that's really directed at camera technology, computer vision, AI. Um, and so that was why I, I called him. It wasn't because of the sports connection. It was because I knew that he would understand sports, but he knew the tech space well enough to, uh, you know, introduce us to engineers, but you know, the first for the first first phone call, even tell me whether this was just a crazy idea or whether it was possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So let's pick it apart a little bit. Um, you're targeting VCs, Shasta Ventures is a you know traditional Silicon Valley VC, and then you're sort of targeting uh, athletes and high profile folks. I mean, are these two separate lists? Or are you kind of just making a list of like your dream? roster of potential investors or or what yeah i think we had i think we had it kind of segmented like that under two separate headings but on one excel sheet if i remember correctly so uh, a little bit of a little bit of both and um i think you know we were in a lucky situation where um we weren't listing many people that we didn't have in the network already right Mm -hmm. so tom is training all all the sports people that we could dream of um Jason, I mean, the reason we know David Novak, Jason trains a lot of people in golf. I mean, he's usually dedicated to one PGA Tour pro at a time, but he's got a lot of top CEOs that he's training in in golf and and mental performance. And so that's how David um, got looped in with us. So I don't want to mislead. We we started in a really lucky position where, and then, you know, through Steve Nelson's contacts too, we knew the VCs that we wanted to go after. So that was probably a unique position to be in. What is it like, or is it different when you're pitching professional athletes? Do you tailor the pitch towards these guys differently than you would a venture firm? Did you have two different pitch decks or, or what? We didn't have different pitch decks, but the pitch has been, um, I would say, well, the pitch, I would say that, yeah, the conversations have been wildly different with um, different people. And even within the VC world, and maybe this is one thing I, that was helpful to me that I learned through the process, maybe it's helpful to some other people. To, I, I really had to learn to tailor the conversation differently for, for even for different VCs. Um, 
for, you know, for us, there are some people that are really interested in, in, in just the sports space and what we can do with this computer vision, the physical side of sports. There are other people that if, if they don't have a sports background, it would be very difficult to convince them that that market was big enough mm. for them to be interested from the VC side. So we almost had to lead with the mental performance side and then say, and this is, and then we're starting with the physical side and we're going to expand in the mental performance and, and that would help. Um, and even, and then for athletes, it was the same thing. Some athletes that we spoke to knew what Tom did and it wasn't a difficult conversation. They see the value right away. Um, and for others that maybe didn't know Tom, maybe they would be really curious about how we could distill things down on the mechanical side into a way that was generally acceptable, but the mental side they were really interested in because they knew their own experiences with that. So I would say before every conversation, I really tried to eventually, not, not, not initially as something I had to learn, but eventually I tried to really think about what the VC background was, obviously, you know, understanding whether they're more, you know, are they B2B people, are they B2C people, um, and, you know, making sure they were a fit for what we were doing. And then starting with, uh, Steve is always pushing me, you know, the first sentence out of my mouth had to be the big vision kind of in the universe that that investor um, was interested in. Luckily for a lot of our people and the athletes in particular, they're interested in the mission of it, right? So yeah. uh, the fact that we're taking uh, this technology that is, oh, you know, Drew's really into this, for example. We're taking this technology that, uh, typically only available to him, and now we're gonna we're gonna democratize it and make it available to any everybody. And this is something good for kids. People um, are enjoying kind of joining in that mission. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I always ask people about like their funnel, how many people they pitch. It's probably different from you, but like how many athletes did you pitch, and you know how many did you end up with? Yeah, um, I. That's interesting. We probably have, I mean, I'm going to give you really rough numbers, but maybe we talked to 20 and we got 10, you know, mm -hmm. I think, and I think um, for the, for the 10 that we, that aren't in, there's still people that we're really friendly with. And I think we'll join the company in some way at, at some point. Um, the other thing I, you know, I think that has helped us a lot that um, is something for other you know, for first time founders to think about is we've been very thoughtful about the use of the advisory board. Yeah, sure. Um, and so that's for some of the athletes, um, you know, we, we would include them on that. And, and you have to just in order to, to make the deal fair, especially when you're raising through a, through a safe. Um, because these are people that are going to lend their name and networks to it. And they really are going to advise on the product. And so you need to kind of reflect that they're, uh, what they're doing for the company um, above and beyond uh, investing. Um, so, so that's been, uh, that, that I think we, we've done a good job at using the advisory board to attract some of, or at least make the deal fair. I don't know if it's what attracts, but it's kind of what ties things up for some of the force multiplying people that we've gotten involved. Let's, let's go into that a little deeper. So what, how do you, leverage this advisory board and then how do you compensate them and you don't have to give exact numbers but you know give some framework if someone yeah. else was trying to do some of this yeah yeah no, no sure i mean we we give people shares so you know again the way the way we raised it's a safe there's no cap on it so there's really no valuation on a company 
So the problem is if you're a world famous athlete and you invest, uh, just by the fact that you invest, you, you make the valuation jump and you're working against yourself mm-hmm. uh, right. on that investment structure. So we didn't want to get into, you know, this goes to your question about the different ways you, you have to deal maybe with an athlete versus VC. Uh, VCs are willing to kind of talk about terms and go, and go back and forth a little bit. We didn't want to mess with that with a world famous athlete and mm-hmm. somebody going to be a force multiplier for the company so just present them with something that's upper end of fair off the bat yeah so hey the investment is a safe we're also going to ask you to join this advisory board you're going to get shares for joining the advisory board and that way you're not you know you're you're protected against these evaluation jumps that might happen because you're publicizing the, the company okay gotcha why not add a valuation cap to that safe was there a conscious reason to to not have one yeah, it just, um, we felt like this was simpler. It was something that early investors encouraged us to do. We felt like um, the, the caps that we were getting advised to use um, were, they didn't, it was almost like it sounded arrogant. You know, it didn't, mm. it didn't, it didn't feel right. And so we thought to just leave it uncapped um, was the best thing. And um, I, I've always felt like the caps on safes Sometimes you need them for certain investors, right? I mean, some some VCs won't do it without a cap, and so you know I've experienced that in in different companies. But it, you know, so that's fine. But it almost defeats the purpose of the safe, right? Like a lot of the purpose of the safe is to kick the can on the valuation. Well, if you're mm-hmm. putting the cap, then you're you're kind of not kicking the can. So mm-hmm. um, we just felt like it was the simplest uh, simplest way to bring everything together. Back to the advisory board now. What? How do you how do you leverage them? How do you extract value from this advisory board? Yeah. Well, we've got people in different industries, so it really depends. I mean, um, it, you know, uh, Reed Ryan and Drew Brees are doing very different things, for example, both on it, and me and they're, they're all doing very different things. Um, but um, uh, we'll do things like, um, for some of them, we're capturing content that we haven't rolled out yet, but we will roll that, roll that out over time. For some of them, uh, like Drew and Reed, they really do advise on the product. Uh, Reed Ryan, for people who may not know, he, obviously he's Nolan's son. He was also president of the Houston Astros for several years. So um, he's, you know, he it's a consumer-facing app, but it also has uses at the major league level. So his advice is incredible in terms of uh, structuring things so that it's appealing to to elite level organizations. Um, and then, you know, but somebody like Drew. Um, is advising more on, uh, you know, how we want the product to be for a consumer and what his experience yeah. be from Tom and then how we make that experience carry over into the, into the app. Cool. All right. A couple more questions. I'll let you get back to, to work. Um, you know, where do you, where do you go with this? What's um, the use of this money? Are you looking to, you know, I think you'll tease this a little bit, expand into different sports or expand into the mental side or all the above. Yeah, all of the above, and we have a we have a timeline to do all that. Obviously, we can't do it all at once. Um, we're we're right now in in kind of the early stages of beta for our pitching application, and we we're generating a wait list for that. And and I'll I'll go ahead and and let people know now if you have people or if you might be interested in signing up for the beta for the beta. It's team mstrd.com t e a m m s t r d dot com, and you can sign up to to get on the wait list there where we'll try to hustle to, to get people in there. Um, so the next few months are really focused on making sure we're 
refining the pitching product uh, before we release it more generally in uh, 2021. But with the money, we're also looking to um, build out more the uh, data science AI team so that we can more quickly um, expand into other sports, right? So we, we really, you know, we have the team to expand on a certain timeline, yep. but if we can add some more kind of top of the world uh, data scientists to the team, then, uh, then we think we can get into football and golf and hitting and baseball uh, a little bit quicker than it's currently planned. Cool. Yeah, that sounds fun. How, maybe you don't have a plan for this yet, but how beyond like major sports, football, golf, how um, niche do you think you guys would eventually go? <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, it's it's a great question. And it really, the way our technology works, it really is a sport by sport question. Um, okay. Because you do need to um, train the model for each sport or or you need to decide for a given sport that what's important to track is so simple that we can use a simpler technology and expand into it that way. Um, so we don't have plans at, at you know current day to get really, really uh, niche with it, but I definitely, uh, you know, there's a lot of sports on the, on the timeline. I mean, soccer will definitely do. I mentioned Mia Ham's on the board and Hanson mm -hmm. is on the board. He's a, the winningest NCAA soccer coach of all time. Um, uh, obviously golf, tennis, I think lacrosse would be very easy for us. Um, but those are, the, those are the main ones kind of on the timeline now. And then with mental performance, obviously there will be some uses uh, beyond that no matter what. So since the pandemic started, I've gotten really into pickleball. Nice. What are your plans for a pickleball? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. I've only played once and I'm sure I wasn't playing by the right rules, but, um, my understanding is that there's no overhand serving in pickleball. Is that right? Right, right. Yeah. So, um, so it's not quite as easy as tennis for us, right? Because the overhand serve in tennis is extremely similar to pitching. Um, um, but, uh, but no, I think that I think that as we get in, into tennis, there will be uses for pickleball for sure, and definitely on the mental side. <laughs> you know, the teachings are very applicable to a tennis player, so I'm sure also for a, a pickleball player. Cool. I'll keep an eye out for that. If you need beta testers, me and my little bubble that we play with here in Marin would be welcome to, to get on that waiting list. Awesome. Um, any last thing we haven't covered, any last tip or advice you would give your younger self if you were starting this process all over again? Open question. Yeah, yeah I'm glad you asked that because there is a piece of advice that I, I guess I wish I had um, accepted more that I, I would push other people on, which was, I think I was, uh, you know, it's, it feels like things are working out now, but I think um, I was too anxious to raise the first bit of money. Mm -hmm. And that made it harder than it needed to be to raise, to end up raising the amount we really needed. I think I would have been a lot better served if I was more patient and, uh, and waited longer to, to get the first money. And I, I think that we lucked out that the first investors were Shasta and uh, Mike Dixon, who was a longtime Sequoia partner. And then, the, you know, their being involved gave us some validity and helped us raise other money. Um, but the product wasn't showable yet. So that was always a challenge as we were trying to raise other money is, you know, cobbling together demonstrations was a, a real headache and, mm -hmm. and not very impressive when we were showing it. I think, you know, advice for other people, 
I think it was super important for me that the first investors were somebody that were, you know, their stamp of approval meant something uh, rather than it just being um, any investor. So if you, if you have a way to do that, I would be patient and, and try to get that kind of force multiplying investor in. Um, and, uh, and then just, you know, I, obviously, you know, we all got financial constraints and part of the problem for me was that I couldn't jump to doing this full time until we had, until we had raised money. Um, and so I'm sure that's the, the case for a lot of people, but the more you can wait until, uh, what you have is really ready for, for prime time and to show people, uh, the more you're going to, you're going to raise the money you, you really need to, to get things going in my experience at least. Cool. Very good. All right. If people want to learn more or get on the wait list, it's team M S T R D that's T E A M M S T R D.com. Right. That's it. Thank you. Yep. Cool. Rocky. This is great. I'll be eagerly waiting that pickleball, um, pickleball sailing or riding motorcycles. I don't know. These are probably all, those are my sports. So I don't know if those are on the roadmap, but <laughs> well, you know, we, yeah, well, we, we'll need you to put together the, uh, the model for riding motorcycles. We definitely don't have anybody for that. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Happy to. It'd be great. All right, sir. Thank you. Good luck. Uh, this sounds cool. We'll catch you after your next round. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.